Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prolific Fire. I am your humble host, Property Stacy. Normally, at this time, I would pray and go into the message that the Lord has given me for tonight. But on tonight, I have a special treat for you. I have a little clip I want to play. This is from February 11, which was Saturday. The title of the message is The Spirit of Wisdom. Part three, and it's a little clip of the message that my pastor preached on Saturday, Dr. Sharon Nesbitt. So if you want to find it, go to her YouTube page and type in Dr. Sharon Nesbitt, February 11. And the message again is the Spirit of Wisdom, part three. One more time, everybody sing. I love you more than a car. I love you more than a house. I love you more than a person. I love you more than accolades. I love you more than possessions. I love you more. I want to tell you, Lord, I love you more. Can you blow the only one that deserves all your love? A kiss? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The one that deserves all your love. Hallelujah. 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 You never give anything or anybody more love than you give the Father. Not your spouse, not your children. Nobody deserves all your love. Now somebody gonna get that twisted in a minute. For you to tell somebody I love you with all my heart is idolatry. You cannot love somebody with all your heart. You can only love the Father with all your heart. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all give the Lord a praise. Y'all can tell I'm in a I'm in a place right now. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 The portion of love that's preceded. Y'all gonna pull me in some places here. The portion of love that's reserved to your children. It's a portion of love. I love I see it. We welcome our online audience. The portion of love that's reserved for your wife. The portion of love that's reserved for your parents, your siblings. But all of your love. Must be given to the Father. Happy Valentine's Day. And now that you know 
that telling somebody that you love them with all your heart is idolatry and giving somebody more love than you give the Father. That's the wrong thing to do. Don't you dare give somebody tomorrow more love than you would give the Father. Again, happy Valentine's Day. Now let me pray and get into the message the Lord gave me for tonight. Father God, I thank you for everybody that's listening on tonight, God, whether they're listening live, they're on the phone lines, or on the podcast, listening through Twitter or Facebook, however they're listening, whenever they're listening, God. I thank you for them, God, and I pray that they get what they need out of this message on tonight, God. I thank you for fresh revelation. I thank you for using me to your benefit, however you see fit. So God be the glory in the name of Jesus on tonight. Amen. Tonight, the foundational text comes from 2 12, 7 through 9. That's 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9 from the NIV. Because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Again, there's 2 Corinthians 12. Seven through nine from the NIV. Most people read this portion of scripture and go right for the part that says God's grace is sufficient. Or they will talk about God's power being made perfect in weakness. All of which is good. Don't get me wrong. All of that is good. But I'm not them. But I'm not them. From this portion of scripture, what I see is Apostle Paul struggling with something he would like to get rid of. Verse 8 again. The Apostle Paul says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. So it's, it's obvious that he was struggling with something that he would like to get rid of. From the King James Version, he says, For this thing, the Apostle Paul says, I besought the Lord thrice that it may depart from me. But God did not take whatever it was away. But God did not take whatever it was away. And many of you, just because God didn't do what you asked, you're upset with God. You think God failed you. But that wasn't the Apostle Paul's attitude. As we go on to the, into the text, you will see that was not his attitude. But God did not take it away. Whatever it was, he didn't take it away. So the Apostle Paul was left with no other choice. He had to deal with it. He had to deal with it. Learn to accept it and move on. Many of us, many of us are in the same boat. We, just, we are just like the Apostle Paul, learning to deal with whatever Learning to deal with whatever it is, accept it, and move on. 
in this season, we are learning every day, one day at a time, to trust what God allows. In this season, we are learning every day, one day at a time, to trust what God allows. Trust what God allows. Tonight's message. Trust that if God allowed it, it is serving a purpose. You have to trust, beloved, that if God, if God allowed it, it is serving a purpose. You are not going through what you're going through for nothing. I am not going through what I'm going through for nothing. Prophetess Patriot, not going through what you're going through for nothing. It has a purpose. Therefore, after pleading with the Lord three times to take it away and knowing that the Lord heard him. Just imagine him pleading, the Apostle Paul pleading with the Lord three times to take that thing away and knowing within himself that the Lord heard him. The Apostle Paul had to just accept the answer he was given, whether he liked it or not. He had to just accept the answer he was given, whether he liked like it or not, whether he liked it or not. Have you ever been seeking the Lord in prayer? I know I have. Have you ever been seeking the Lord in prayer about something and felt like you got an answer? You were seeking the Lord in prayer about something and you felt like you got an answer, but it wasn't the answer you liked. But it wasn't the answer you liked or it wasn't the answer you were expecting. Am I the only one? Now we know the Apostle Paul didn't get the answer he initially wanted because initially he wanted the Lord to take whatever he was struggling with away. So let's read and see the answer he did get. I love reading the word of God. Let's let's read it and see what answer he did get. Yeah, again, this is verse 8. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Verse 9. But he said to me, here's his answer. Here's God's answer. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, and this is Apostle Paul's attitude. He didn't get mad. He said, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. What a great attitude to have about it, especially after he didn't get the answer he wanted. The text went from him pleading to have the situation, to have the condition, to have the issue taken away, to to God answering him and saying, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And right then and there, the Apostle Paul made the decision to accept it, to boast about it even, knowing that thing, that thing that had him weak, would be the very thing that would showcase God's power to the world through him and what he was going through. That weakness, that thing that has you weak, that thing that's really challenging you, that thing that you're really struggling with, if you let the Lord use you through that thing, through that situation, God's power is going to be shown and God is going to get the glory and you will be blessed in the process. So let him use you, beloved. I know it don't feel good, but let him use you. But why was this weakness, this thorn in the Apostle Paul's flesh, really necessary? But why was this weakness, this thorn in the Apostle Paul's flesh, really necessary? Why wouldn't God take it away? 
What was the purpose of it all? Remember I said if God allowed it, it had a purpose. You got to trust what God has allowed. We have to trust what God has allowed. The answer to all those questions is right there in tonight's foundational text. Let's look again at verse 7. In verse 7, the Apostle Paul said that it was because of these surpassingly great revelations. And therefore, in order to keep me, here's the answer, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. The Apostle Paul lets us know that God allowed a thorn to exist in his flesh to keep him from becoming conceited. The Apostle Paul lets us know that God allowed that thorn to be in his flesh, to exist in his flesh, to keep him from becoming conceited. It's right there in tonight's foundational text. You see, at this point, God was really using the Apostle Paul in ministry, sharing surpassingly great revelations. He wasn't just sharing revelations with him, but it was great revelations that he was, that he was sharing with him. And had it not been for that thorn, that situation, that condition, that issue going on in his flesh, think about it. You know I like to make you think on prolificify so think about it. If it had not been for that thorn, that situation, that condition, that issue going on in his flesh, the apostle Paul could have easily, he could have easily become conceited, become arrogant, become big-headed and cocky, thinking he's better than those who the Lord wasn't using on that same level. So God left that thorn there in Apostle Paul's flesh to keep him humble. God left that thorn right there in Apostle Paul's flesh. Don't care how many times he times he pleaded with him. He left it right there in his flesh to keep him humble. The Apostle Paul wasn't the only one left with something as a reminder, though. We see in Scripture that after God had blessed Jacob, he left him with a limp. Read Genesis, in your own time, read Genesis 32, verses 22 through 32. Genesis 32, verses 22 through 32, NIV. But why a limp? The apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh, but Jacob had a limp. Because like some of you, Jacob needed something to to remind him of the struggle he had had. Like some of you, Jacob needed something, something in his flesh to re, to remind him of the struggle he had had so that he wouldn't go back to that again, so that he wouldn't do that again, so that he wouldn't go back to that again ever. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. That's Genesis 32, 27, verses 27 and 28 from NIV. For those of you who feel like you're struggling, both in the natural and in the spirit, like both in the natural and in the spirit, let this scripture be proof that you can overcome. For those of you that feel like you're struggling, both in the natural and in the spirit, let this scripture be proof 
that you can overcome. It won't always be a struggle. Somebody tonight, it won't always be a struggle. Again, in Genesis 2, verse 28, Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. God in this scripture represents the spirit. Jacob struggling in the spirit. Jacob was struggling in the spirit, and the humans he struggled with represents things in the natural. In this scripture, God represents the spirit. Jacob was struggling in the spirit, and the human beings. They represent things that he was struggling with in the natural. But he overcame, and you will overcome too, and you will too. God says some of you got tattoos on your body. Right now you got tattoos on your body. You thought you were, you thought you were memorializing a happy occasion, but now that the person is no longer in your life, that tattoo is really there to remind you, don't go back. Hear me, you got the tattoo on your body because you thought you were memorializing a happy occasion. But now you and the person ain't even together no more. And God says now the tattoo is really there to remind you, don't go back. It has become a thorn in your flesh. Just like the Apostle Paul, it has become a thorn in your flesh to remind you, don't go back. Don't go back into that situation. Don't go back into that relationship. Don't go back into that toxic relationship. Somebody right now, if it wasn't for that thorn in your flesh, if you be honest, if it wasn't for that thorn in your flesh, you would think you're better than everyone else because of the money you're making, because of your education, etc. You know we keep it real on Politified. You know if you didn't have something going on, you would think, that you are more than others. If it, was, if it wasn't something going on in your flesh, in your body, you would think that you're more than everyone else because of the money you're making, because of the education, et cetera. But just in case you didn't know, you still got to give, the God, give God glory because it was him that woke you up, woke you up to see the job. It was him that left you in your right mind to understand what to do on the job. So you still got to give him glory. Somebody say, but God, but God, even though pleaded with God, like the Apostle Paul, even though you have pleaded with God to take that thing away, to take that thing you're dealing with away, God is allowing it to keep you humble. I know God knows that you've been pleading with him to take a certain situation away, but God told me to tell you tonight that he, he is allowing it. To, to remain He's allowing that situation He's allowing that To continue To keep you humble Without that thing Without that thorn in your flesh Be honest Would you even pray If you if you didn't have a thorn in your flesh If you didn't have a situation Didn't have a condition Didn't have an issue going on right now in your life Be honest Would you even pray Would you even have a relationship with God that thorn is there to keep you coming to God for answers. That thorn is there to keep you coming to God for answers, to keep you from becoming 
self-reliant. That thorn in your flesh, that situation, that condition, that issue is there to remind you just how much you need God. You see, beloved, you can't do it on your own. You need God. That's why on tomorrow, God should be your valentine above everybody else. And if you want to go all the way, you all the, all the reverence God, you all the, reverence, you all the reverence, reverence God, the Father, Jesus the Son, and represent rever, and reverence the Holy Spirit on tomorrow. Reverence God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit on tomorrow. Because those are your greatest loves right there. And according to the Bible, they're Trinity. They are one. They make up one. So that's where your love should be most. Because some of y'all, you were playing with the Lord. And if you're honest, you know you were playing with the Lord in 2022, in 2021, in 2020. But now God is coming for you. You wouldn't seek him, so now he's coming for you. And things won't get better. Hear me? Things won't get better until you get better in your relationship with him. You want God to bless you. I know you do. You want God to bless you, but here's the part you don't want. You want God to bless you, but you don't want him to test you. In many ways, that thorn, that condition, that situation, that issue is a test. Hear me, in many ways, that thorn that you're dealing with, that condition, that situation, that issue is a test. Will you keep going? Will you keep, God wants to know will you keep going and will you serve him, even though things are not perfect, even though things are not easy. Will you serve the Lord in the face of struggle? Will you serve the Lord in in the face of struggle and trust what he has allowed in this season? The Apostle Paul did. That thorn in his flesh didn't stop him from from writing 13 books. 13 books out of the 27 found in the New Testament. It didn't stop nothing. It didn't stop. He still went forth in ministry, throwing it all. He still went forth. It didn't stop him from writing 13 books out of the 27 found in the New Testament. He wrote Romans. He wrote 1st and 2nd Corinthians. He wrote Galatians. He wrote Ephesians. He wrote Philippians. He wrote Colossians. He wrote first and second Thessalonians. He wrote first and first and second Timothy. He wrote Titus and he wrote my favorite, Philemon. I don't know why that's my favorite. It's, it's not even long. And it's still my favorite. Every time I read I get more and more revelation. So he, he wrote Philemon, my favorite. Father God, help us to remember that seasons are part of life. That change is a part of life. Help us to accept the thorn that's in our flesh so that we will remain humble and not become conceited and unusable. Always to seek to give you glory even though it hurts. Help us to always seek to give you glory even though it hurts. The many stories and many testimonies we can tell about how it hurts. But still allow us to give you the glory. Because you deserve it. But through it all, we trust you. We trust what you have allowed every day, one day at a time. That's what we're doing in this season. We're learning to trust what you have allowed. That is our confession of faith. 
We might not see it as you see it right now, but faith is but faith is not about seeing. But faith is not about seeing, but believing. In John twenty twenty nine, Father, you said, Blessed are those who have not seen. Therefore, we may not see it, but still we believe and we trust what you have allowed for us in this season. We trust you. We trust what you have allowed. We may not be glad about it, but but every day our faith is maturing. But every day our faith is maturing. That is a part of our faith confession. And for that, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Tonight, I pray the Holy Spirit of God will, will soften the heart of those who have been struggling to not only to, not only to accept that condition, that situation, that issue, but struggling to accept salvation. I pray like the I pray like the prodigal son, their eyes will be open and they will come back home to the Father, and that they will let the streets go, let wild living go, and return home to the Father and receive and receive Jesus once again as their Lord and Savior. Because not everybody that's out there in the street. Been, been somebody that wasn't in the church. At one point in time, they were in the church. This prayer is for those that had been a part of the church. They had been a part of the body of Christ. They know the Lord, but they strayed away from it. So I'm calling you back tonight like the prodigal son. It's time to let the streets go. Time to let wild living go and return home to the Father and receive Jesus once again as your Lord and Savior. If you're on the side of my voice, under the sound of my voice, I'm talking to you. May it be so, according to Luke 15 and Romans 10, 9 and 10, in Jesus' name, amen. If you were moved, inspired, and, or you feel led to stone tonight, you can do so by accessing the PayPal, paypal.me slash prolific fire. You can use the ministry's cash app. It's a dollar symbol, prolific fire. The P. In prolific is capital, the F and five is capital, written all together, dollar symbol in the front. Or you can simply go to prolificfire.com. Look for some great things that come from that website because I'm about to do some things in a few months. So look for that. Go to prolificfire.com and check it out as it is for right now. Do that. Also, you can send in a prayer request that way if you desire to do so. Or you can just wait till Friday because my sister is coming on Friday. My sister in ministry, join Prophet's Faith for prayer and encouragement on Faith on the Line. Your prayer request will be taken live over the air. All you have to do is call in. She's going to pray whatever the Lord puts in her spirit, and then the phone lines will be open to pray with you. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Friday night, Faith on the Line with Prophetess Faith. Call the same number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. Then join me, Prophetess Stacy, back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, same night, time and place. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I'm out of everybody. Have an awesome night in the Lord.
I got to restore my computer to hang up, so you can hang up manually if you would like. 